Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, however, wherever, whenever you're listening. This is the Root for Wisconsin show, episode 68, coming at you from the Riverwood Gallery and Mingy True Value Studio in De Pere, Wisconsin. I'm host, producer Eric Fisher. Joining me in person, Ramsey Thompson. What's going on, guys? Joining us via Zoom, Justin Dahl. How we do it today, guys? I, you know, I'm here at the uh, at the old home, Justin Dahl Studios, filling in from here because we've got a special guest tonight. Well, Justin, that's my job to introduce them. I, yeah, well, I took it. I took it. I don't really care. You've screwed me over many a time. I'm taking your job right now. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> after all that said, joining us in person here, making his Route to Wisconsin debut. He's a co-worker of mine at The Fan. He's done PA for the Green Bay, now Rockers, formerly the Booyah. He does the vo- he's one of the voices of St. Norbert College Athletics. I don't, and he has a Tony G show. Our guest of the evening, our fourth host tonight, Tony G. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Thanks for uh, having me around. I like being part of this. I got to admit, this Justin guy, he's on my good side so far. That's a mistake. You, you, see, you said that. that. You said that. Good job, Tony. Recording. Good job, Tony. I'm the man. <laughs> see, I how can see it? see radio. Must see radio. Think about that for exactly. just a second. Must see exactly. radio. That's the guy who's exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I got to admit, <laughs> the Nick uniforms tonight do not look so good. I got to admit. Yeah, I'm trash. not there, Justin. <laughs> you would. Hey. Really? You're going to decide what... Look at this Ben Simmons guy. Say, oh, my God. This is ridiculous. These Knicks uniforms are hot right now. They're on fire. They're not... The record's not so hot, but anyways. All right. So a couple pieces of housekeeping to touch on before we get into the show. Uh, first, got to talk about our bracket contest. A shout-out to Dan Gard, our winner. Dan Gard for winning the contest. You will receive a $20 gift card to Primal Eats in Jill, Wisconsin. So congratulations on that. Also, got to do our shout-outs here for our partners. We have Monkey Knife Fight. Play the contest. I, there's so many games and sporting events going on. If you're not playing along with the contest, you're really losing money. And honestly, listen to us. Don't listen to us. Either do exactly what we say or do the polar opposite. You will put money in your pocket. And then our friends over at Raise Energy, repsports.com, code root 4, R-O-O-T, number 4. 15% off every order, code root 4. Three new flavors this week, guys. What? Sour Rainbow. Again? Sour Rainbow. Sour Rainbow. Rainbow. Sour, basically Sour Skittles. They've got the new permanent flavor. The winner of their March Madness tournament that they did was the peach, the white peach flavor. Oh, my over God. Blue, over the blue shock flavor in... No an upset. way. That is an upset. That's, that's like a 16, 16-1 upset. That's UMBC. That's terrible. And then, and then a new mystery flavor, which has not launched yet, but will launch later this week. So three flavors, one week. RepSports.com, code root four, 15% off every order. With that, guys, I guess it's time to get to the show. We, talk, uh, we start off the episode with what we always started off with, and that is what we had rooted for in the last week. This is sponsored by Fanatics. Fanatics over 300 plus powered stores. And it's baseball opening day this week. Hashtag big league style to show off your baseball gear. Show off your favorite team, the Milwaukee Brewers. Ramsey, you have your Fernando Tatis Jr. jersey. So you can show off your Padre love. Your favorite team, it's there. Hashtag big league style. 
And Tony, you're new to the show. So something positive from the last week that you had been invested into, something you rooted for, what did you root for? I'm going to do a bit of a cross-promotion here, I guess. I think that's how this works. Uh, St. Norbert College Baseball. Uh, Eric said it in the intro. I am one of the voices of Green Knight Athletics, a broadcaster, play-by-play, also public address for I was play-by-play announcing for the baseball team of St. Norbert College over the weekend, and they beat Aurora University in game one, lost game two, but game one, they won three-game walk, or three-run walk-off home run by Sebastian Dubois, Aurora, ranked number 17 in the country, St. Norbert. That's awesome. At home. I was on the call for that one, so. That's awesome. Yeah. So, very good root for it. Good job. Welcome to the show. Thank you. That's what I'm rooting for. Ramsey, what had you root for? You had some. You said you had some strong stuff to talk about this week. What was I on your mind? Strong noogie. Okay, so not a root strong. For, root I rooted for Richmond, but Richmond wasn't very good. Right? Yeah. I also rooted for uh, Coach K, and he lost. So I was on Coach K's side too. Nice to see big, someone else. On big side. Duke House. Here. Big Duke House. Yeah, you are the perfect side for that. Big perfect. Duke House. Good. Yeah. So that is one of the things I rooted for. Also, you know, this is a big wrestling house, Tony. Oh, really? Um, so over the weekend was WrestleMania. Oh, yes. Pat McAfee made his WrestleMania debut, got the win over Austin awesome. Theory. Cody Rhodes showed up. Welcome back to WWE for him. So yeah, two night event. I mean, Ramsey's not a big fan of the two night event, but no, it needs to be one night. It should be. It I don't be disagree one night with that. Was when we were kids, yeah. and you stay up late yeah. and watch WrestleMania. I don't disagree with that, but just I had to shout it out here. My boy uh, Logan Paul. He was there he too. Was there and picked up the W over in Mysterio oh and uh, Dominic Mysterio. So yeah, pretty sports filled weekend there. Obviously, I was rooting for Coach K and Duke too. Um, obviously, we all got Heart down breaking. by that one. Man, oh man! But what an epic game though, too. I mean, just talking about two, you know, two really good games between that and then the national championship game down to the wire, the comeback, and so that's that was my rooting interest. And Justin, what was yours? Well, I don't know, Eric. Are there any topics left for me to root for? You took them all for crying out loud. Listen, you're a little hostile this week. Yeah, man. We, let, let's uh, let's eat a Snickers. Jeez, man. I actually rooted for the final four myself. I thought the games were outstanding, except for the first one between Kansas and Villanova. That was kind of a route from the start to the finish. Uh, a Kansas team that ended up winning the national championship. Uh, what an outstanding national championship game. What a great comeback. Um, but I thought, I thought the, the turning point of the game, and I said this to a couple of my uh, Tar Heel friends, um, was the, the adjustment that Bill Self made at halftime was to change the half-court defensive pressure on the ball. Uh, and North Carolina putting the wrong person in the pick and roll with Amando Baycott. Um, they should have put Brady uh, Manic in that and, and changed the way that uh, they played the roller. Uh, I I don't think UNC uh, adjusted well enough or quickly enough to kind of spurn the 15-point uh, comeback that Kansas did, and good for Kansas. Bill Self's second national championship. Um, who knows if he did it the the right way or whatever. That's, that, that's for a different night, my friends. But I rooted for a great Final Four as a basketball coach. Um, it, it turned out to be everything that you, you know you want it to be. So great job. Fantastic. So from the positives to the negatives, we go to our Tyler Hero Nugget of the Week. And, Tony, I'm not sure where you stand on the Tyler Hero uh, wagon or not, but we cannot stand him. We think he's a major douchebag. Okay. Uh, we think he's a tool. 
and just a guy that kind of you want to just put on your elbow and give a good nugget to. Yeah, good especially uh, you know we're big LeBron guys here. I mean okay. Ramsey are anyway. Sure. So when he did that stupid scowl in the finals when they were getting their ass kicked, yeah, that that wasn't a big that wasn't a big move for us either. And, and that's where you lost. That's where he lost you. Well, he, he really well, kind of lost us by spurning Wisconsin. Like I yeah, get it. Yeah, that one. That's but but you were already kind of on like the okay, you're kind of questionable here, and then you you go and do that, and you're really like he's putting himself in the same conversations of Trey Young and John Morant, and it's like you're the sixth man at best on that team. Yeah. And you are not superstar worthy. So anyway, so that's our Tyler Hero of the week. And really, you know, something Ramsey's pointed out. There's really nothing more degrading on by, than another man putting you in their armpit and giving you a nugget. So sure. just something, something along those lines. So yeah. Ramsey, you said you had the strongest one. So I'm gonna let you I start. Got a good here. One. You know, guys, my nugget is myself. Oh, we came on the pod yes. a few months back, and I said that the Lakers were gonna figure it out. Mm-hmm. And they got eliminated from the playoffs last night, and they never figured it out. They are terrible. I also was going to use the Lakers, so I'm glad you said that. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was I told everyone that being in the season, I'm like, it doesn't look good now. They're going to figure it out, and uh, it, it just went downhill. And then they did. It should, it should be on LeBron. You know, well, it's, it's the not great, really a- the greatest, the greatest NBA player of all time. He should be able to carry a team. Do at least the play-in part. Give me a break. It's not like the West side. The West is as good as the East. Just LeBron's a failure. Well, LeBron's a failure. Hold on. No, LeBron not, is a failure. Okay, I'm, I'm with Justin. So far. it's not. It's not on LeBron that Russell Westbrook can't shoot a basketball. It's not on LeBron. Or play efficiently at all. It's not on the fault of LeBron that Andy he's Davis the GM. missed he's what, the 40 coach. games this he's year. He's everything. He That's picked Rapalinka. his team. He picked his team. Coach. He picked his team. He's Ara, and he can't make. The Western Conference playoffs, let alone the playing game. Give me a break. He should be the noogie. I'm going to go actually on Rob Palenka because this really stems from oh the trade deadline. God. They did not make a single move. They had way too high of an asking price for the failure that is Russell Westbrook. Yeah, you should have moved that contract to the chance. And they didn't do a single thing to bolster that team. And all year long, they just waited for them to turn on the switch, turn on the switch, turn on the switch. LeBron Their switch that really wasn't there. But what do you? What else would you ask of LeBron? LeBron had what? LeBron didn't want him done. Five forty-point games in a row just to kind of even get them back to play in contention. He averaged what, like thirty-one points a game this year. He didn't get the job done. Thirty-one seven. He's probably going to win the scoring title, like at forty years old or thirty-nine. No one making excuses for this, bro. No, we're no, putting on facts, Justin. We're making excuses. Saying, what, what else could you ask of LeBron? Do what Michael the did. Score 60? Yeah. Score 60? LeBron, go out there and score 60. Hey, hey Steph does it. No. LeBron averaged, for what it's worth, 30.3 a game, 52.4% from the field. What else do you want the guy to do? Hey, Steph did it when Clay Thompson wasn't there. When he was all injured and crap. Totally different right? role. A totally different role. How is it totally different? <laughs> he doesn't have Russell Westbrook throwing up. Uh... Oh, no. He's got he's got the all-star. He shot 40 Russell point was a game, Draymond Green. Draymond Green is the engine that makes that Golden State team work, and I have said that oh since day my one. God. That's terrible. That's a terrible take. <laughs> Spot the lie. 
I just every, I don't every possession. Could so I, I guess I'd go and say this: Could LeBron have played better? I don't really think you can ask a thirty-nine-year-old to play better than LeBron did. Now, is it on him for bringing in some of the players? Yeah, probably. And does is it going to reflect badly on him going forward? No, no one's going to remember this year. LeBron, he's going to play one more year, and this is going to play one more year there. That's it. Unfortunately, as a big LeBron fan, I think LeBron's kind of moved past the point of he's not a top five NBA player. Oh yes, he is. Johnson. He's a player. He can't carry. He can't carry his team to the playing game. He's worse than the San Antonio Spurs. Give me a break. Who's the best San Antonio Spurs player? Greg Popovich. <laughs> I saw. I'm pretty sure I saw him uh, throwing on the old. Suit up. This is what I'm telling you. LeBron is washed up. He can't carry his team. To the playoffs anymore. Second in the league in scoring. Second in the league in scoring. You're He's a ball What up. do you expect? How many uh, times does he Justin. shoot a game? Justin. Just telling you. The fourth he, best player efficiency rating in, in the NBA. At 39. I was with Justin to the top five. Then he lost. <laughs> hey. Unbelievable. Paul George right. is better than him. Listen, I'm with Justin with the fact that LeBron put who we wanted around him. And the fact that this team isn't winning, I mean, I, I don't want to make the whole Aaron Rodgers go right to the Aaron Rodgers comparison, but that team's pretty much successful whenever Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback. So take, take a look at the Lakers. They're relying on LeBron. Granted, he is having a great season, fourth in player efficiency, top in scoring, and they're still not winning. You know, to me – Something's got to change there, and I think LeBron put who he wanted around him, and it just wasn't going to jive. Well, at this point, though, they have to blow it up, right? I mean, yeah, you have to you have to move probably AD, possibly LeBron, and you just have to restart. And that's kind of the unfortunate circumstance of the NBA in general is that with how the contracts are structured, you really can't move off bad contracts. Like you can't just move Russell Westbrook. You have you're stuck with him, and you can't really just move AD, and that's it's a issue that the NBA needs to figure out on making contracts match when you want to trade talks. And again, though, I think that's, that's a conversation for another day, I guess. Right. Good nugget of the week. Yeah. You know, sometimes you give them yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Justin, your nugget of the week. My nugget of the week guys. I don't know. I, I said this in our group chat or maybe I just, in our group chat on the, on the Twitter, but, did you guys see the way that this referee ran during the NCAA <laughs> championship game? High knees guy. I know you a way. Yeah. And then, and then like a, a leprechaun when he was coming sideways down the, I, I couldn't, this guy was distracting as hell. I couldn't watch the first part of the game because I was just trying to get used to the way that this dude was running. It I was had, distracting as hell. I had no issue with the high knees part. That was excellent form. That's how you avoid injury. That's a terrible That's textbook take. running one. Textbook form. <laughs> Tucked in elbows, high pumps, high knees. Did you straight? You learned that while you were in track, Eric? I did track. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I did track in middle school when you could do all sports in the year. Oh. Wasn't wasn't for me. 
Shocker. I, I like driving. Driving's fun. Of the spring sports, it is the last one I would do. Oh, can I do, a, no, can no. I do a quick story about track? Go for of it, course. Tony. Because I also have a track story from middle school. I was one of the bigger kids, you know, in terms of being tall and more muscular fit. Not to break middle school. But <laughs> the gym teacher comes up to me one day, one day and says, hey, what do you think about throwing shot? I'm Tony G. I don't like running. So I say to this gym teacher, I say, I'll throw a shot before you. Yeah, sure. I just don't want to run. I say, you let me join track where I don't have to run a single race at all. Like even like a straight sprint in warm up. I'm not doing it. If you let me <laughs> throw a shot and without running, I'm in. So I throw a shot and disc. I suck at both. I don't join the team. I don't even break the girls record at the school because I'm just so bad at it. <laughs> so I've never done track and field since. I, I got to say, Tony, since. while we're telling stories about Tony G and, and, and feeling himself, <laughs> one of my favorite stories of Tony G, this man, you started interning at the fan when you were a freshman in college, correct? Yes. It was January, 2019. Yes. So first of all, the only one of the, the first person that ever made me feel old. And I think I've told that story on here before, but we're not, that's not the part I'm getting to here. Okay. I don't know where you're going with this. So I'm interested. Tony G. <laughs> you interned all four years of college. Yeah, or, or, and you got paid for it. You became part of the, the staff. So yeah, congratulations. For that. The part time. Yeah. The funniest thing that has happened in my employment was, I don't know how long in the, in to your internship, you were there, but you put your senior picture <laughs> in the studio and hung it on the bulletin board, tacked it up there. And I think it moved a couple of times too. It did there. They keep it there. So it's a, it's a senior picture. I have a bit of personality, Tony G here. So I took a senior picture. It's like one of the ones, like the wallet-sized ones. I had like six different kinds that I would hand out to people just in case they wanted different ones, you know, variety. One of them was me flexing in front of my dad's uh, 89 Mustang. I never car again myself. So I take a picture, flexing both muscles, uh, you know, one for the girls in high school. And, you know, it's one that has really turned into a goopy one, bit of a Tony G meme, kind of. And I decided to put it up in the studio. I was like, you know, I'm going to do it when no one's looking because I don't want to hear any questions about it. I don't want to hear a no. It's going up and you're going to have it go up. And you are right, Eric, that it has shifted around time and time. <laughs> I don't know if it's been you. I don't know. I can promise you it has not been me. It must have been Marcus or Rookie or Bill or anyone else that goes towards that board because it is still up there to this day. And it just lives in the, it, the yes, studio. It's a lead-sized picture. Of Tony a Tony G, G flexing on front of yep. the car. Yep. And it, it's just one of those favorite things that, like, I because I think you brought it up one day because I think Marcus asked you about it. Oh, yeah. And he's That's like, good. how long has this been up? Yeah. Two, three months, whenever you said <laughs> it's time. And he's like, really? Yeah. <laughs> and since that day, every time I go in the studio, I, I'm like, you know, for if I'm doing a Phoenix game or if I'm on with for sports line, it's like, hey, there's Tony. You see it. I think I signed the back to like a full on autograph and everything. Just <laughs> in case, awesome. just in case I make it big one day. That's like hey, oh, that's the case. I'm I'm, I'm taking that one day. Yeah, it, should, it should live there though. It should never leave. I agree. I should just stay. See, because I know the guys at the fan, they're types of guys that just come in and do their work. They don't look at the bulletin board or nothing special. They just go right for the microphone. <laughs> so I know that it won't get taken down. So that's that's a fun one. So Tony, we got Justin's nugget, we got Ramsey's nugget. You're new to the show. I'm gonna make you go here. Okay, I can go. Uh, I, uh, you know, this is a tough one because I want to say the floorboard in which Armando Baycott 
twisted his ankle again late in the game. I don't know if you saw that video where there was actually like someone zoomed in on the ankle and the floorboard came up to a point where it wasn't in sturdy. And that's what Armando Baycott twisted his ankle on. So that, you know, if I could noogie a floorboard, that would be one. But I was like, is it really, are you going to noogie a floorboard? I don't know what your policy is on local businesses, but there is one that I have to make a noogie. So we don't we, we don't have any sponsorships. So see, that's where I wanted to put I wanted to put the disclaimer. I'll say nice things about this business because it is a great business. Uh, Mr. Golf, just on the street here, actually, great business. You know, great inventory, great customer service, great if you just want to go and hit a bucket of balls. Three different size buckets to hit balls out. Today I want to go. You know, it's, it's a nice day, sunshine, and for a little bit there. Then the clouds came up, but it's a nice day to hit small bucket. Get the uh, you know the swing down. As Marx is going, I roll in down the big long driveway that we got at Mr. Golf. The range is closed. What? Here's the thing you are Mr. Golf. I have heard plenty times from employees that work there that they are open year round on the range. I don't know if it's too wet. I don't know if it was too windy today, but I want to go out and hit a bucket of balls. I want to get my swing right for the summer. And you being closed, you get the noogie of the week. Sorry, pals. How are they closed? There's no snow up there. That, I mean, it's literally, it's a driving range. Like, there's a billion golf balls you can go yeah. use for a day. And so, you know, if it's too wet, like pick them up two days from now yeah, or whatever. Really. But, well, I mean, and it's secluded enough that I could hit ball, a ball in any direction and not hit anything. I mean, like, you know, maybe like a tree this way. The road is maybe, you know, maybe if I go that You way, can't drive the road. I mean, you probably, well, it'd be tough, but it's doable. Right, you can drive the road. See, like if I'm at the right angle, like I'm not going to hit But it. you're also standing backward. Like you'd have to be pointing yeah. backwards and like you'd probably Pretty hit the one. building first. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that's a good one. Like, Those are both good ones. This, I'm disappointed, Mr. Golf. I did not realize they were open. There's no excuse for that. Yeah. The the facility was like you could go in and buy a oh, of, course. of course you could. Of course you could. Range. The range. Exactly. Of yeah. course you could. You see, that's just oh. all the more reason. All the more reason to make it a movie of the week. Did you did you go to the simulator then? No? Yeah. Uh, I've had a big simulator guy. I'm not either. I like to see the real flight of the ball. Maybe that thing lies just to tell you you're good and see. I think it does. I think it makes it feel better. A little worse than you actually are, so you can keep coming back and working at it. I don't trust it. I agree. No, you're 100. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I I was just going to use the Lakers too, and just I mean the fact that here we are, and again the angle I took it with it was just the fact you made zero moves. You still have Russell Westbrook on your team. You, yeah. The fact that you got him in the first place was a disaster. Like you, LeBron has never been known as a scorer, even though he's second in the league in scoring again on a per game basis. He's never been a go to scorer. You get a guy who is the most inefficient shooter potentially ever, the most overrated MVP, a guy who shouldn't even have an MVP. Correct. I mean, we, we sit here and talk about, oh, triple double, triple double, triple double. He is cheapened the triple double by himself. Mm. By himself. Because when he was playing in OKC with Billy Donovan, they designed that offense for him to eat up rebounds. It was the cheapest triple double. He did such a disservice to it to the point where it's not worth the same. Well, and you're right. The system for him down there when he was big triple double every day type of guy was he would get his he would get his points, he would get his boards, you know, he'd get the double the, the double figures, and then he'd start dishing the ball out. Third, fourth quarter, pass, 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 assist, assist, assist. And he would get like 10 or 11, and that was it. Yep. Like, after that, he's not passing anymore. Yep, exactly. Yeah, so this is maybe just a retroactive one on Russell Westbrook, too. Oh, I hate just, Russell Westbrook. I can't stand him. Yeah. When, he, when he went to L.A., 
I remember I was ready to bury that move already. See, I didn't. And that's a bad move on me. So I thought that he was going to be able to make it work. That is the one player LeBron has not worked with. Yeah. I mean, he there's not another work. one. Right. Mm, that's, a good one. that's a good point. Now I'm trying to think. I'm trying to prove you wrong. It's hard not. It's hard to do that. There's not another player that has not worked with. He made Matthew Dalvadova's career. Alex Caruso. I mean, I, I love Alex Caruso. He revived Ray Allen. Where would you put Irving? They made, they made were it, incredible yeah. together. Yeah, they made it okay. work. Kyrie is just a little bit of head case. Yes, I agree. I think LeBron's a little bit of head case too, being honest. But still I can't believe you're talking yeah. about LeBron yeah. that way. I am I'm absolutely a, shocked in you, Ramsey. I'm a, I'm a little bitter with LeBron right now. <laughs> I know, because he can't carry his team to the playoffs. No, it's just a bad season. He's, he's just not getting good anymore. Can we move on to uh <laughs> I, I could probably make an argument LeBron is the best fan of the league. I don't think I'd win that argument, but I could make an argument. At 39, he's still the best player of the league. Oh, come on. No, come on. Don't do that. Uh, don't do that. We're Let's gonna move, move on. on. We're gonna Yeah, we're on. not doing that. So Tony. Yeah, sure. This is what we do next. Okay. So this is kind of like our round table. This is kind of where we talk about all the things going on in Wisconsin sports. And one of the reasons we brought you in this week, just because of how loaded the Wisconsin sports calendar is. Yeah. So first, I mean, we can, we're going to talk, let's go Brewers opening day. Cause I know these two jabronis don't care. Okay. Um, so this is going to be you uh, and me here. We'll get it out of the way and then, and then, and then they can contribute. So yep. Brewers opening day yep. will, you know, be tomorrow probably. And I say it's probably because we know that the Chicago Cubs, but to cancel games because of weather that may or may not actually be going on. Losers. Cubs are. So, opening day tomorrow, Brewers' high expectations for the season have two, possibly three Cy Young candidates, yep. a, or a two-fold reliever of the year candidates. And I want to get your impression because I know that I can't have a serious conversation about this with these guys. <laughs> How do you feel about the lineup right now? Actually, we'll be talking about the Brewers tomorrow on the Tony G Show. A new episode will be releasing it. ブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブ
Wow. Oof. Bold takes from Tony G. That is a bold take. Yep. And I, I like that bold take. I like the bold take. <laughs> if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. You can be happy or right. Take. Well, if you're wrong, then you need to have a nuggie for future episodes. Yeah. There you go. I th- Perfect. I you think it's Cy Young. I better be a nuggie of the week. I think it's very interesting that you pick Woodruff to be the, the, the pitcher that regresses out of the rotation and not Peralta, because in my mind, Peralta has been the most um, on a roller coaster throughout his career to where this could be the regression from a season a year ago. See, I, I'm going to actually side with Tony G on this one because I was reading right. about this the other day. And then I don't know if I'd go quite to a 4.5 type year. Okay. But I would say that if all of all the starting pitchers on that caliber who could regress, Woodruff is probably the most likely to do so because we know that Corbin's had his, his, 2019 2020 struggles yep we know where he's come from or 2019 struggle he was excellent in 2020 just didn't pitch enough innings to even be cyan candidate but probably should have been he won the cyan 2021 we saw what he was 2018 yep woodruff is kind of in that guy where so we kind of saw a little bit last year but it wasn't as magnified because usually woodruff has been notoriously a slow starter in the sense where he's he's gotten off he's been really really good in the grand scheme of things in the season, but it hasn't been great in the other parts of the season. It's been good, but not great. With that in mind, last year we kind of saw the opposite where he peaked early and he still was good down the stretch, but he wasn't that same candidate that actually made him an all-star. So you could make the argument that could be the case. I think Freddie Peralta has done enough work where he's kind of figured out when he's kind of like Dave Bush. And this is an old brewer reference here. Dave Bush, if he can get through the first inning and keep, you know, get, just get through that headspace of starting Dave Bush was excellent at times, but he had to get through the first inning. Same thing with Freddie Peralta. And I think, I think we've seen enough where Freddie's kind of turned the tide on that too, from that reputation. He's added pitches. He's added, you know, a number of different elements to his game and really kind of honed his craft in. But yeah, of the three, I mean, and we'll see what Adrian Hauser, Adrian Hauser is probably the most frustrating starter on this team yes, for me. Gotta be. Because Adrian Hauser can be so good some days. Yeah. And I'm I'm really glad that Corbin, and granted it was the combined no-hitter, but I'm really glad it was Corbin Burns that got it because we we saw how many times that Freddie and Woodruff and Corbin flirted with it. Yeah. And you just knew that if anybody who was going to do it, it'd be freaking Adrian Hauser gets hot one day, <laughs> gets like four errors, but survives it, probably six walks, yeah. survives it. Um, and gets a no hitter and gets like ties him in Juan Nieves you know, the yeah. first bird to get a no hitter. And I'm kind of glad that was Carpenter and Hater instead yeah. of Adrian Hauser because then there's games where he can be just so bad. Just yes. he well, is frustrating. And it's that's a great word for it frustrating because Hauser is the one piece that if he was consistently good, it would make this lineup one of the best of, or this starting rotation one of the best of recent memory in Major League Baseball. Four starters where it's just locked out, Cy Young candidate after Cy, but no, Adrian Hauser has to be the one to be like, all inconsistent, up and down. So he's the one that kind of takes Because when, when he's good, he's so good, but when he's bad, yeah. it is yep. disastrous. Yep. Well, um, you know, and on Brandon Woodruff, too, let me just put this all together in full thought here. Live on the roof of Wisconsin. I think Brandon Woodruff is going to regress because – He's dealt with injuries because this is a guy who's starting to lose some velocity on a fastball. Not to mention spring training. So I was asked in pre-show what I think of spring training baseball. So 
I guess that kind of shows you where I'm at when I bring up stats from spring training with Brandon Woodruff 0 and 3 with a 1080 earned run average Oof. through 11 and two thirds innings. Now, granted, Freddie Peralta and Corbett Burns also over the 4.5 mark, but I think Woodruff is regressing to the point because he's getting older, losing velocity, losing that stature on the mound. That's why I pick uh, Brandon Woodruff as the guy to regress. Now, just to just to kind of touch on on the lineup, though, I do. I really do like where the lineups are. I, I love the addition of Victor Caratini today yeah. when, when you're not going to have Pedro Severini or Severino uh, for 80 games and then you're not going to have him for the postseason. That's an excellent addition um, due to his suspension with PEDs. Uh, wait, really hard. Wait, he can't play in the playoffs? Yeah, if you get suspended for PEDs, you cannot play that season in the postseason. Really? I did not know that. That came to light, I think, with. Was it D Gordon a couple years ago or uh, no, it was, um, um, I hate it. Might have been D. Gordon, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My God. How stupid of a rule is that? But so, so you can play the rest of the season. You can play the rest you can of the play season. Half, you can play over half the season, but you can't play in the playoffs. How stupid is that? Well, it's a way to, to penalize players for using PEDs. You want to play in the postseason? Well, you better do it clean. Better be clean. What do you do in the first 80 games that he's sitting? <laughs> he's still collecting all his paychecks. I mean, it's yeah. not like, yeah. But anyway, yeah. Um, so I like the addition of Caratini. I I really, I'm really curious on Keston here. Thank and you. we talked about him with Matt Polly last year. And we've talked about how he needs to find it. He's hit at every level. He even did it at the MLB his rookie year. Then he's kind of regressed a lot at the MLB level. We saw him kind of maybe figure it out last season in AAA where he was tearing the cover off the ball but couldn't get it done at the major league level, has tweaked the swing, and has really seemed to find some granted spring training, take that for worth a grain of salt. But four homers, I believe, in I think I want to say 15 in bats, something like that, maybe more. Four home runs, 11 hits, and actually I'm seeing 28 at bats. 12 games. 12 games, so. So I'm curious on him. I love them. I do love the McCutcheon jail. I know I talked about this a couple weeks ago, but as the DH and having that and having that outfield depth where you can have him DH, you could have give Yelich an off day. You could give Kane an off day. The emergence of Tyrone Taylor, um, who deserves to play in the lineup more frequently than he will. Yeah. But (laughs) when you know Lorenzo Kane's injury history, it makes sense. So I, I love having him around. Colton Wong's going to be good if he can stay healthy again. You know, we saw good elements of him. And obviously the, the major question mark is Christian Yelich. This team goes as far as he goes. I mean, they can get it done without him. We've seen it, but they're not the same team. And I don't know if we're going to see 2018, 2019 Christian Yelich. Probably not. But I'm very okay if we see 2017 Christian Yelich before we trade it for him. Yep. Hits maybe 280, 290, 20, 30 home runs. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is he didn't hit any home runs over spring training. 11 games, 30 at-bats, zero, four baggers. So maybe he's not going to have those power numbers. But if we can get him to the point where it's just, you know, a hit with a runner in scoring position, or if it's starting off an inning or, or maybe a two-out two rally, Something where he can just be productive and a part of the lineup and the scoring part of it, hopefully, then that's all you need from him. You don't need 28, 20. It'd be nice. You certainly want that, but 
And he said, you don't need it. You know, take what you well, that's can Well, that's why you have a Rowdy Tellez. That's why you have yeah. uh, um, Hunter Renfro. Man. Hunter Renfro. That's exactly why you have Hunter Renfro. Yes. You want power. That's why you have Tyrone Taylor. Love that pickup. It is a hitter's park in Milwaukee. And Hunter Renfro is going to fit in nicely. The guy from Clemson? Yes, Ramsey. <laughs> so, I think we've bored these two enough. I think we should talk about the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks peaking at the right time. They are they're the two seed still, correct? Are they three seed now? Three, I think they're tied for two. Uh, but peaking at the right time, and we talked about this last week, Tony, about how kind of rewarding as a Bucks fan it is to be at that position as a fan, yeah. where you can be like the regular season doesn't matter, just get there. Yeah. Find our give us our seed, we'll turn it on. Yes. But Giannis very sneakily here at the end of the season making a run at MVP. Yes, he should Once be again. the MVP. I, I agree. I just made that argument a couple of weeks ago. So he is the MVP. Defensive player of the year, possibly again. Exactly. I mean, when you have someone doubling as a defensive player of the year, doing the things offensively that he's doing and in the MVP running, it's like it should be a no-brainer. But sometimes it's a popularity contest with the voters of guys like Nikola Jokic or – you know, even I don't get Jokic. Uh, I, I don't get know, the Jokic argument. Yeah, I I do, but I don't. I, I'm with you on that. But it's good to see Giannis having an MVP uh, caliber year again. You see, Nikola Jokic can't be the MVP. There's, I don't know how he won it last year. How is he going to? What are what are the Nuggets in the West right now? Four, three. They are sixth. Nuggets are sixth. Even more to the point. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Giannis is willing this team at the end to to a chance at the one seed again here, and they're defending. Oh my! Nikola Jokic cannot be the MVP. Who is the other guy? Steph Curry is he the other candidate? Yeah, Steph Curry. Now, John Steph Moran. Curry, John Moran, Luca has from, mentioned Luca. I've heard those, people mention Chris Paul should be in like the those top two. Three. What John Morant has done uh, in Memphis has been nothing short of remarkable. He has willed that team. They're the number two seed in the West, correct? You realize though they're twenty six and two when he hasn't played. Still, well, that that is a hard argument to overcome. Even you couldn't <laughs> argue that one, Ramsey. I'm just saying, I, I love John Moran. I think he's one of the best think, college players I've seen in a long time. But they are 26 and two when he doesn't play. I can't even argue against that. But he, what he <laughs> has done when he has been on the court, and what he has brought to that franchise has been MVP caliber. And and from start to finish, what Steph Curry started out at in the, in in the year what he was doing to where he is now. Now he's kind of tapered off with Clay Thompson coming back, but what he has done throughout the duration of the uh, of the season has been MVP caliber. I don't think you could say that about Nikola Jokic. That's why no one's gonna hear. I don't. I don't get the Jokic fan. Yeah, no so, same. I, I don't. I, I and quite frankly, I don't know that you could say that about Giannis for the duration of the whole season. To me, what what those two candidates, uh, Morant. And, and Curry did from start to finish through the year clearly make them the top two candidates in my eyes. Yeah, but Giannis has had one of those. So Tony G was talking about a few weeks ago, right? Yeah. Since 
what beginning of March probably before the All Star break. He's yeah. had a stretch of some of the best basketball we've seen in a long time. I don't know if I, I if we're not valuable, right? Like by the definition of the award, Giannis is the most valuable player, right? He's the most valuable. He might not. Win yeah, the MVP, I don't disagree but, with that. But like Tony said, it's a popularity contest with Seattle. Sometimes so. it can turn out like that. Sometimes Russell it's Westbrook. unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I mean, we'll break down their path to repeating. And once we kind of get this, the seeds more firm and we'll go through that in a later episode, but uh, good to see them where they are at. This is probably our longest buck segment we've done since they won the championship. Good on us. Good on us. Growth. And it's so hard to watch. Yeah, I know. I'm just it's like baseball. Grind. It is. You're right. wrong, but it is what it is. Yeah, they are wrong. It's kind of hard to watch. It's like these Knicks uniforms today, but. Oh, Tony. <laughs> I don't agree with you, Tony. That's a short, that is a short dig at me uh, right there. The only thing worse than the uniforms is the floor. Mm. Hey, I got, I just got one. How in the world? Now you said we open up this weekend at the Cubs, right? Yes. How in the world do you play that game outside when you have the option to play those games indoors in Milwaukee? Because the MLB is run by a bunch of fools. Yeah, is what a ridiculous thing. From top to bottom, a bunch of fools. My goodness. No, you're absolutely right, Justin. This is just malarkey. And, it is. And this is also coming from a team that canceled our game for rain that was clear blue skies. So that is what it is. Hey, you got to do you got to do, you know. But anyway, so that's that's our box segment here. Justin, I, I gave you a teaser here. This is kind of your your expertise here. So Badger football, mm. uh, you know, we've kind of got the spring, you know, talked last week about spring practice kind of picking up. Um, any reports from Madison? Anything, you know, worthy of having a conversation on? No. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There was, it was a, uh, there was a fun article that came out about, um, and maybe we touched on this last week. I can't quite remember about Paul Chris kind of denying the fact that he recruited Caleb Williams to come in and, and replace Graham Mertz. We didn't talk I about thought, this last week, but go ahead. Did we, the, the response, the response that Graham Mertz had was, was pretty, uh, uh, what, what you want out of a, a quarterback that is, you know, came off of a rough year that shows growth. Um, Something along the lines of he's got to prove that he's the man for the job. He he's got to earn the job every 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 day out there leading his team. Um, so that that particularly was uh, the thing I had of interest. Um, just reading some things, they they really like uh, their what could be their third string quarterback and Julius Davis, the kid out of Menominee Falls. Um, he's had a couple of of uh, some a couple of games where he stood out in the, in a backup role and in lack of time uh, looking to maybe he could start the season at number two with, with their backup guy, uh, Malusi coming off of a torn ACL. Um, but still guys, the, the focus is what, what they're doing on the offensive line. If they could get their five-star right tackle and Logan Brown out on the field, if this is the year that he could prove himself, um, and, and what they're going to do on the defensive side of ball with with uh, 
so many numbers changing um, and who who is going to fill in specifically uh, in the middle linebacker spot when you lose probably the most productive pair of inside linebackers in, in, in college football, maybe over the last five years. I saw a stat where they combined for over 300 tackles together last year. Wow. Um, just outstanding uh, tandem of, of uh, inside linebackers. That's going to be very hard. The talent level at which they recruited at, at that uh, position is extremely high. Also, Jake Cheney, he played, I believe it was 24 snaps last season, and he came out of that season with two picks off of 24 snaps. Uh, so he he is a bright, shining star that's going to come out. He's a recruit out of Florida, um, he's a son of a football coach. So he, you know he's he's a top line player. Um, and then and then the the other starting inside linebacker position is the one to keep your eye on because the, they've got about three or four guys that are in the running and in true Wisconsin fashion, they have a four star, a three star, a three star, and a, a preferred walk on in the running for that starting position. And who do you think the favorite is for that starting position right now? I'd be the preferred walk on, right? It is Tatum grass is his name. He is currently in the projection of the new inside linebackers coach, Bill Sheridan. Uh, in his eyes, he has proven the most so far to get those first team reps in spring practice. Uh, a long way to go, but that says something about how this team is, is moving forward. Yeah, awesome stuff, Justin. Uh, I'm glad you touched on the Mertz article because I, I think that shows a lot of growth. I'm really curious. I mean, we haven't really, you know, we don't get a whole lot of video content from spring practice and whatnot other than the spring game. But I'm really curious on how much he's grown in this offense. I know we had a lot of positives that came out of camp last year and going into the season that um, he had really, you know, come a long way with the offense. And now there's a, technically a new offense in play too. It's a little bit more tool to him. So I'm curious on, on how that has impacted this, him as a player. And I, you know, I guess ultimately speaking though, you know, good on, you know, he's kept the head on the shoulders and, and really weathered the storm a lot better than a lot of people would. Hell yeah. Yes. I, I will say that um, Twitter over the last two years has, has been a blaze on him. Uh, Badger fans on almost every social media network, even on the recruiting websites, have been ablaze on him about how he has not lived up to the hype. And he has uh, what is the most impressive thing, guys, is he has not flinched. He has not shown uh, a frustration with the fans. He has not ran away. He has not hidden from media. He, he is not flinched. He has owned every part of what he is right now and, and where he could be. So I, I love this guy. And I think he, you know, the way he represents himself is going to do him good. And, and with Wisconsin getting an offensive coordinator and Bobby Ingram, who's going to bring some pro set options, so, some more different looks that are going to tool more towards the tight end and, and wide outs that can actually get down the field. Um, sharp routes 
uh, Bobby Ingram being a former Penn State uh, wide receiver himself. Uh, I, I think I'm ex- I, I truly am excited for what this offense is going to look like. And then when you add in the power running game of a 248-pound running back. He's only 18. He's only 18. Should be playing him. He is only 18. He, yeah. well, he should be a freshman this year. He should be a freshman this year. So when you add that in, it is on paper in April, guys, an exciting team that could make some some huge strides if they progress offensively you know they're going to be good defensively but if they can progress offensively they are new year's six bowl good i doubt that but that's okay i like that i hope so i don't know that i can grammar full and agree with it right now yeah i mean with the play of grammars but you know if they rely on braylon allen Frequently or, or more frequently than they did towards the back end of last year. Hey, I mean, you know, this might be a real offensive team and a team that's always been good defensively, always had productive linebackers and a decent secondary. So we'll see what I, I don't know. I hope, I hope, I certainly that's the goal is the new year six bowl every time that you come into a season. But that's the whole. So I'm really, I, I think Justin touched on something with Graham Mertz and, and you know, the, we have yet to see what the new offense essentially is going to bring. Right. And I think that is the ultimate kind of question mark with him. You know, Rams, you said it yourself when we watched him play at Camp Randall. He's got the presence. He looks like a pro guy, but he can't make reads on the field. So until he can get that figured out, I'll, I'll leave him on an incomplete grade, I guess. And that's fair. I, I kind of blame that on the offensive scheme, though, too. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying that he had opportunities to make plays even at the Iowa game that we were at, and you you can see receivers get open down the field, and he doesn't make the play. So, yeah, some of that scheme, but some of that is also in the head. So how much is scheme and how much is in the head? We'll see. And that's the million-dollar question, I suppose. So with that and Justin kind of talking about, you know, replacing a lot of players because they're going pro, time to transition into – the pro football team in our backyard, the Green Bay Packers. Who? We have yeah. a team here? We do, surprisingly. Hmm. Interesting. Um, first, I want to just kind of transition exactly what this thought is. I have seen a mock draft that has, with this, their first second-round pick, the Green Bay Packers taking the ocean off. And I wanted to get Justin and your guys' opinions hmm. on that because I think that would be an excellent fit for the Packers. And I think he could – I don't know if he starts day one – next to Devondre Campbell. But I think towards the end of the season, he would definitely have that role with Chris Barnes or kind of a revolving door with Chris Barnes. I think that would be an excellent signing or draft pick. An excellent fit for him. Yeah, you're right. Whether or not he's available or not, we'll see. But... So here... here, Yeah. Who was it? Go ahead. Chanel. Chanel, okay. Hmm, Interesting. So here, here's the thing about Leo Chanel, and the and the one thing that you didn't really see him do all that great at Wisconsin is play in coverage. Leo Chanel is a two down linebacker. He is a guy that is going to fill the gap, or he is going straight forward and and, and rushing the quarterback. He he does those two things 
very, very well. What I don't think he gets enough credit for is the um, uh, availability to move him around within the defense. I think he's a guy in a 3-4 scheme. He can not only play the inside linebacker spot, but he can play an outside linebacker pass rushing spot knowing that you're not going to put him in coverage. It's something that he wasn't asked to do in, in college. It's something that you don't really have a lot of tape on. And, and, you know, quite frankly, I could be very wrong. And it's something that he could be very good at in showing at the, at the pro level. I think he's a great fit for those, those reasons, right? Because the Packers, when they get in a third down situation, what are they in? They're in nickel right away, right? You're in three, you're in a three, four cornerback situation. And, and we're very good at the cornerback spot right now. And why wouldn't you be? Uh, so I think he's a steal, but I don't know about at, at in the second round. That's kind of high. Yeah, I don't know. I, that's just one that I had seen. I, I think the fit is there. And I think if you're, you know, the grade, and granted this is pro football focus grade, but it gave an A-plus for that pick. That is an excellent bargain pick. Now, Mike Florio's an idiot. I think yeah, I'll agree on that. But the system is the system. I mean, there is some truth to it somewhere. It'd be it very, has- very popular among the home, the hometown fans. I'll tell you that. That'd be a very, very popular pick. Yeah, I, so I, I'm curious on how that plays out, and that kind of brings us to the time of the year that we are with the Packers because there's not, you know, we're kind of the the lull, if you will. We're post-combine. We're seeing some of the pro days, but those are pretty much wrapped up. So, really, we're just kind of ramping up for the draft and with the fourth wave of free agency. Spreading rumors. Pretty much. I mean, that's really what we are at. We're at, For baseball, it's the hot stove time. Yeah. We're at hot stove time for the game back. So, oh, my God. Do not. do it. Eric, do not associate the hottest time of football with hot stove baseball. Are you kidding? What it is, man. You just you just watered down the awesomeness. No, you just watered down the awesomeness of off-season football with off-season baseball. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about baseball. That's false, but you live your dream. That is terrible. You live your dream. Whatever you gotta do to get your draft. It's draft month. A draft month, and you're comparing draft month to baseball? We are literally at the point of, of the offseason where it is hot stove time. Yeah. Oh, my God. I hate baseball. You can hate, hate baseball all you want. I hate, I hate you. Hey, I hate you for saying that. <laughs> even, their, even their hot time of the year sounds boring. Hate baseball oh all God. you want. We are, we are at the definition of hot stove time. Yeah. Can I throw a name out here? Go ahead. And I think I know. I'm not going to unload on the Packers, but I because I think I know why they didn't make this. But why didn't they fish a phone call out to Miami's way for Devontae Parker and just let him go to the Patriots? I thought I heard they did. They did. I thought they they, did. They called. I don't. He chose. He picked. He had like three. There's like three or four teams. Yeah, the Packers, the Falcons, and uh, maybe the Saints along with the Patriots, and he picked the Patriots. 
I wonder how that process would did the Dolphins bring those offers to him? Because I have to feel like that wasn't ideal for the Dolphins to lose him in division to in division to the Patriots, right. feeding fuel to Bill Belichick, having to give up a pick in order to receive a pick, right? They yeah. gave up a fifth for the third. I mean, it was. It, right. They're also, they're also, I mean, they they are signing guys left and right to huge contracts. That's that's the so, thing that I think because they couldn't feel the, the Parker deal, which is like ten million for the next two years. So that could have been to dump the contract. They were willing to dump them to anywhere, and I guess you know maybe people are looking at it in the wrong light. He hasn't really been spectacular over the last two years. Okay, to dump to dump him a ten million dollar contract on your conference rival. Yeah, by all means. Uh, I did want to ask you guys while we're kind of talking about, you know, offseason moves, what did you guys think of the Eagles Saints trade that is all draft picks and no, I mean, it makes all the sense in the world. Because the Eagles don't believe in Jalen Hurts, but they have to give him one more year. Next year's quarterback class is a lot better than this one does. So the Eagles looked at it like, hey, None of the guys in the draft appeal to us. We don't think Jalen Hurts can actually play, so we're just going to move everything down to next year and see what happens. The Saints look they at ever... it as they need help more so now to get a quarterback of the future, and I think they think they're in the Malik Willis or Penny Pivot conversation. So it makes all the sense in the world if you look at what they told you about the draft picks they swapped. I totally agree <laughs> I totally agree with Ramsey because if the Eagles fail this season. They have the opportunity at two top 10 picks, at least two top 15 picks. Does anybody really believe that Jameis Winston without Sean Payton, without Drew Brees, without any of these other weapons, you know, is Alvin Kamara going to get suspended for a fight at the pro ball? Uh, does anybody really believe that the, the saints are going to, Maybe be a playoff team, a back. You guys remember Michael Thomas? Yeah. <laughs> you remember Michael Thomas, Justin? Who? Yeah, if if he plays, if he plays, yeah, it's a huge if he plays. He doesn't want to play like, there. Who who remembers Michael? Thomas? Like he hasn't played in what right, feels that's like why I don't, two years. That's why I'm shocked that he wasn't a part of the the trade. Yeah, Would you want that contract though? No, I wouldn't want that contract, especially not in the guys' headspace. I don't disagree, but it, you know, New Orleans wants to move them. They would. Why wouldn't you take anything to move it, right? But anyways, back to the Eagles. It's a great opportunity. I agree with you about uh, them not really believing in Jalen Hurts and the quarterback class next year. Uh, from what they say, is better than this year. So, double down and gamble. Yeah, still got to. Yeah, you, you got Gardner Minshew. And not forget, Gardner Minshew. Just <laughs> well, laying in the weeds. Laying in the he weeds. is the most underrated quarterback of all time. <laughs> Let's not get too carried away here. <laughs> he is. Of all time? Of all time. Of all time. I'd say maybe in the NFL now. That'd be a stretch, but I could get there and maybe – and currently, I wouldn't even say that. Not what either. It wouldn't be the first no. pick I'd have, but <laughs> I, you could make the argument for me. I'd be like, yeah, he's great. He's on T. He's a great team locker room guy. He puts you in good spots to win games. He's underrated. 
How many games they were in Jacksonville? <laughs> oh, really? Well, how'd Trevor Lawrence do? He was a rookie, and his head coach was grinding on Cohen's in a bar. <laughs> like, let's uh, hey, let's give yeah, Trevor Lawrence yeah, a one year. From pass. you, hey, from you, you thought, well, how long has Gardner Minshew been in the league? What is he in his third or fourth year? I think he's going to enter his fourth year. Fourth, yeah. yeah. So give me a break. <laughs> I don't know if I, I still don't know if I can get there on the most underrated quarterback of all time. Gardner Minshew. I don't know. Gardner Minshew is going to have a better career than Trevor Lawrence. Oh, <laughs> that's something they got said on the show. Ay, ay, ay. So all for right. what it's worth, I, I truly don't believe that, but for what it's worth though, he is, he career, is underrated. His NFL career stats, 41 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. 5,969 passing yards. Nice. Great. <laughs> Pass rating of 93.9. 518 rushing yards and one touchdown. Which means he's awesome. <laughs> I mean, it could be worse. Yes, 41, to, 41 to 12? That's aggressively average. Pass rating of 93. 93.9. That's aggressively average. 5,000 yards in three seasons. What? Yeah, but he hasn't played all really. the seasons. Sure. Regardless. I, I do agree he's a good backup. I don't know if I, – I would probably – if someone told me he's better he's than He's played Jaylen 27 Hurts. games, so really not even two full seasons, like a season and a half. But. Yeah. I still don't know if I can say he's the greatest or most underrated of all time. Of all time. That's a take. I'm telling you. In Justin's defense, I can't really think of someone though that's like more underrated. We always talk about him, but he was a uh, he was a strong starter for a long time. Vinny Testaverde, Vinny Testaverde doesn't get the love he deserves. No, he doesn't. He's I would say I wouldn't even say in the NFL currently. I'd probably take Fitzpatrick over Gardner. That's hard to say. Maybe, I would, maybe I'm not, not if I'm starting a team. If I'm starting a Fitzpatrick. team right now, if I'm starting a team right now, Fitzpatrick's a little over the hill. But prime versus prime, I'm probably taking Fitz Magic. No. What's Fitz what's Fitz Magic Prime? Yeah. yeah. Two Fitz, weeks Fitz, in Tampa. Right. <laughs> it's right now. It's like like his fit his his magic is right now. It has been for what, two years, three years? Really? His one year in Miami is really all he's really ever done great. You guys miss Matt Flynn like I do. I don't. Why do you miss Matt Flynn? I I, I think the hell he's did the you luckiest. get to Matt Flynn? <laughs> Just while we're talking about guys that Matt Flynn, I, I don't miss him as a player. I miss him in the sense that I think he is the luckiest son of a bitch to ever be in the NFL. Yeah. He played he was two pretty good lucky games. in college, too. He played Scott two good Tolsey? games. He played two good games in, in the pros. Again, won a national championship at LSU. Was a seventh round draft pick. The, the national championship winning quarterback was a seventh round draft pick. He played like two good NFL games. Got paid a boatload of money by Seattle. Wow. Did not start for them. Was the savior for Green Bay to get back to the playoff contention when Rodgers broke his collarbone the first time. Got them through. Rodgers has the moment downfield to Cobb on the sideline or in the middle of the field on fourth down against the bears, the bears win the division. And then you never heard from him again. 
Oh, Luckiest son of a bitch in NFL. Didn't he spend some time in Oakland too? At one point, yes. yeah, yeah. What's he doing now? You insurance? <laughs> he. I remember when uh, I can't remember who had signed this offseason. He somebody had signed out of retirement this offseason, and he's like, he said, "Screw it, I'm gonna start training again." Is uh, is he playing in that fan control football league with Johnny Gonzalez in trouble? He should. If he's not, I think he should. Everyone has their quarterback that they're into, though. You know, I mean, like everyone has. I don't think one. Matt Flynn's mine for the record. Like, if, if oh, you okay. and Tony, we've had this conversation here. We have. But I want to ask you oh, your you favorite were... Packers backup quarterback. Oh boy! Not this calling Aaron Rodgers. Not calling Aaron Rodgers. This is easy. This is easy. You, am I going first? Yeah, we, we all had ours. I, mm. Mine's Craig Null, by the way. Can I go? Can it be a quarterback that I haven't watched? Like, I don't have any recollection watching? Yeah. There's no rules there. Yeah, I guess. What am I coming in here with so passive for? But I'm going to say Doug Peterson. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I said Ty Dentman. Okay. I said Craig Null. I I don't know why. I, I, I This is a very vivid memory from my childhood. I'm going to hit the listeners with this again. But remember, I like the old Madden games, like they had the mini camp mode at the start of the season, if you yeah. franchise mode. Yep. There's two quarterback drills. One you always did with Brett Favre, and then one you did with Craig Nall, because Aaron Rodgers wasn't that good in Madden, but like 05, his rookie year or whatever. Wow. You did Craig Nall, and Craig Nall was a very solid backup. I loved Craig Nall for no reason other than the fact that he was just the Madden guy. The Madden, yeah. Graham Harrell. You know who was one of the worst, though? I mean, there's so many you could pick because there was there's like Tim Smith, Tim, Tim Tucker. <laughs> Brian Brom was awful because oh, he was the same. He was the same draft as they drafted Brian Brom in this like the second or third round <laughs> out of Louisville, and then Matt Foot in the seventh round. Um, what was his face? Brad Hundley. No. Brad Hundley was so bad. Vince Young. Brad Hundley was the worst. Vince Young was terrible. Vince Young, I don't think Vince, Vince Young is cool. I love yeah, him. Vince, yeah, Vince, Vince Young was just he's cool. He what sucked. What about someone like Seneca was, Wallace? Was he, he was, was Seneca Wallace terrible. even a backup? Or, yeah, he, he started. Yeah. He had one series because after Rogers broke his collarbone, yeah. that was the 2013 year. He yeah. broke his collarbone. Scott told <laughs> he you. played the rest of that Bears game, and then oh my god, he played I think one series against the opponent the next week and got hurt and like ruined his groin. Yeah, and had to retire from that. Yeah, Seneca Wallace counts. Seneca was a beast on Madden, too. That's true. See, that's, where, that's where my Doug Peterson comes in from. I used to play, you know, like the first game I ever played was Madden, I think NFL 03. Marshall Falk was on the cover. Yep, yep. And I remember just going through the roster trying to play franchise. And Doug Peterson was the backup quarterback. And for whatever reason, little five year old me latched on to Doug Peterson as the backup quarterback. <laughs> he later becomes the head coach of the Eagles and wins a Super Bowl. And now, I'm, now I can say that he is my favorite backup quarterback for the Packers ever. That's yes. a solid take. That's that's good rationalization. Yeah. Makes sense. I was yeah. literally <laughs> yeah, junior sense. high school. Yeah, you're old Justin. Yeah, no. Justin. Oh. We know that you saw black and white TV. <laughs> God damn. I mean, you were like what in college when 9-11 happened? I was drunk. <laughs> it was like a Monday morning. <laughs> Tuesday morning. It's like borderline <laughs> midweek. Like I, I was a freshman. 
I was drunk. <laughs> 10 a.m. on a Tuesday morning in September. That's like first week. That's like the first three weeks of college. Too. Shit, shit I mean, happens, you got right to it. Just <laughs> you got to make an impression so you don't get initiated in, the, in high school. You know, you got to you got to go out right away. Go go into it with a bang. At 9 a.m. on Tuesday. Okay. Justin just bringing like bringing screwdrivers with them to class. You say you were a freshman in high school and you were that was your response. <laughs> when God when 9 11 happened? Yeah, yeah, you're old. You are ancient. Still got it. <laughs> quick wrist style, man. So, so quick feet. <laughs> quick feet. If you guys would shut up, this show would get a lot better. So to, to loop it back to the Packers and uh, just kind of talk about where we are. Um, you know, Tony kind of brought up, you know, the Devontae Parker trade that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, just kind of looking at the, the wide receiver market. There's still guys out there that could make sense. I'm not saying that there's guys that do make sense. So, and I know we had talked about this a little bit last week, but, you know, we're another week closer to the draft. And, you know, you can you can realistically take two or three receivers in this draft at any point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, I, guess, yeah. I guess I'm just kind of curious as, as we like to so we're, we're in draft month. We're in hot stove time. Oh we're, in draft, we're in draft. We're in draft month. Sh- would you shut your face already with that <laughs> hot stove crap? God. It's just fun. Um, hot stove time, baby. <laughs> oh. Tony G, yeah, you're out. You're gonna get the Joey Gladstone cut it out right here. <laughs> so Justin remembers that was on the it was on TV in black and white, right? That was that was his. Yeah, it was. <laughs> that was in reruns for all of our lifetime. But Justin remembers turning it on the old tube. Yeah, <laughs> he remembers the first time that aired. <laughs> you guys, you guys, you guys suck as people. Yeah, you guys, you guys are terrible fucking people. <laughs> I just want to let you know that. Hey, where were you going with this, Eric? Move on. <laughs> so I guess I'm just kind of curious. And just, <laughs> just to, oh. to formally put it, you know, we're like we're in draft month. Do you first of all, how many are you taking in the draft as of right now? If you if, it, if you were Goody and Lafleur and and Russ Ball and the staff at twelve sixty five, I hope it's zero. I hope I want to see Packers Twitter just have a meltdown for three weeks about the draft. I would be part of it. I, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping I'm just absolute chaos. And then the kind of second question: if you had to do, if you had to, one free agent slash trade, and then your main draft pick you'd go with. Who are you guys thinking? Just like an open question, like. A speed receiver, it, it kind of comes down to what Green Bay thinks they're as a franchise. They're still in kind of go-for-it mode, or if they're going to try to rebuild some other receiver room a little bit. So, I don't know, speed receiver. Um, you have a name at all? Olave, probably, or that kid from uh, – I like Olave. 
uh, Alabama, who went to Bars ACL. Williams. Williams. But, um, yes, I guess. But I'm, I'm still pulling for madness. I hope they Remember take a tackle. The world to burn. I hope they take two tackles. Oh. And a quarterback. Yeah, two tackles and a backup quarterback. Oh, that's what I'm pulling that for. Would, I, I would. Spend the night crying. I would not go to sleep that night. I, I think I would drive to twelve sixty five and just hold up a sign and just not move for the rest of the weekend. See, but here's the thing: this is what the Packers do: is that they do not make these high picks for wide receivers. Yeah. They do not do it. Tony, do you remember the first, the last first round Packers receiver? I bet Justin does, but it was <laughs> quite a while. <laughs> quite a while. Pretty you are too. <laughs> we're four what year was, was it, it? 2002. 2002 2002 april of 2002 i would have been three years old three and a half javon javon, javon walker two and a half two and a half kind of had a disappointing career right uh, you know javon walker i love javon walker by the way he was here i had I, I want to say he was the first jersey like I sought out. Mm. Like I had jerseys like my parents had bought me. Mine was Darren Sharper. Oh, oh, that, that did not age well. I love playing with him in Madden 03. I just made that reference to Doug Peterson. He was my guy on defense. The hardest safety in the game. Yeah. Darren oh, Sharper. Oh, man. <laughs> I had the 42 green and gold jersey. I was heartbroken when he got let go. <laughs> and then other stuff. <laughs> and then other stuff. But no, I Javon Walker was like my like one of my favorite players growing up, and uh, I remember like because he he held out because he wanted more money. He was gonna hold out. He had Drew Rosenhaus as his agent, so shocker, right? Oh, shocker. And it was at the same time like TL was doing sit ups in his driveway. It was like, the same kind of ballpark time frame, and uh, I think he came back. He like busted his leg, and then they like shipped him off to Denver. And then um, he was actually like the teammate that was with that safety that got shot up. Too. That's what he's known for. Being the teammate, those with the guy who got shot. And then his career really came to an end. Like he was in, he went to Oakland after that, and he was found unconscious, got his ass kicked down the sidewalk. Jeez. And now he's a bodybuilder. But the dude, I, I, I came up like I was really curious last year. I was, I'm like, what the hell is Javon Walker doing with his life? Like, I'm sure he's doing something good, right? Like you haven't heard about him just having a colossal meltdown. So you assume he's just out there doing stuff. And. uh I found out, yeah, the dude is yoked out of his gourd. Huge. Yeah, huge. But no, Justin was uh, probably on his second job already. And <laughs> when he got drafted, probably chugging Jack and Cokes at 9 a.m. again. I'll be honest. I don't want to admit this because, like, we're having a good sports discussion. I like it. You know, just relax sports talk. But for the last five or so minutes, I've been trying to come up with old jokes for Justin. <laughs> <laughs> Like I'm just trying to make. I've come up with like Bart I'm Star, not that like, old. Bart Star, you know, something like that, just to get, just to get that little zing in there. Just, just Justin's first jersey was Don Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> it was Bubba Franks. Justin, oh, Justin, oh, 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 that is that's a classic jersey, though. You know, oh. you don't see a whole lot of those floating around. You don't. These days. I still or, or dare don't Star have it. Well, there's a reason. Whatever reason. I don't know. Still have it. Does it fit? Hell yeah, it does. <laughs> Your child? 
Yeah, I don't buy jerseys when I was young. <laughs> Justin has seen every phase of Lambeau Field. So <laughs> Back when it was literally just the ball. He remembers, the lower ball. He, remembers, <laughs> he remembers the move from City Stadium on the east side. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Christ, Eric, you were right. <laughs> he was out there picking rocks and they laid a foundation for him. <laughs> He is a what is he? He's a bodybuilder now, huh? I told you, and he's jacked. Holy <laughs> Christ! Good for Jamal Walker. He should join fan football league too. Giant man's LDL. He is also thirty six, by the way. That's all he is. What? Why did I think he was like forty six? I think Justin's mad. That O'Connell math's coming. That can't be right. He was. He was no, 19. I, he was like 21 years is, old in 2002. That's wrong. There's I'm no wrong. way. <laughs> I was looking at an old thing. Well, Justin's first math was like on he's 43. <laughs> he's 43. Uh, he was chiseling onto a rock. <laughs> he learned to tell time by the sundials. Yeah. <laughs> Silence from Justin's Justin in response. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm reading. <laughs> I, I hope because I'm Justin's idiots. age that there's some smart ass kids to call me old. I hope I'm Justin's age and I'm dead for 10 years. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Mom, I'm kidding. Oh my gosh. Poor Justin. Okay. <laughs> show went off the rails quick. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow, that's how I am quick. This is not good content. I love so the, they they traded him to Denver. Yep, we said that already. And then he played for Oakland. He signed a six year in two thousand eight. He signed a six year fifty five million dollar contract. Wow. And then <laughs> and his teammate got shot. That was in Denver. Do the guy a break. He got suspended in twenty ten. Oh really? For, for substance abuse. Oh, good. I I, I buy that. He w- he also played for the Vikings. Shocker, former Packer played for the Vikings. Mm. I didn't know he played for the Vikings. Was it just like an offseason guy there or what? I am. Yeah, he didn't he didn't uh, log any real stats. He played 80, 83, 83 games. He had two hundred and sixty seven um, receptions. 4,000 yards, 31 touchdowns. For those keeping track at home, by the way, he's actually 43 years old because Wikipedia tells you how old he is on their bio. I just said that, you dumb dick. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I tuned out so bad. That's on me. Anyway, where are we in this conversation? Well, we were talking about guys you want to, you would want. God, to I hope for. you edit the last five minutes of this terrible, oh, no, terrible show. That is all staying. But no, we were talking that's about cool. guys that you would want to, um, you would want to either bring in through the draft or as free agents. And and one name that's kind of floating out there, and you know, real talk here is has been Brandon Cooks. Yeah, yeah not in, not interested. I'm also not interested. But I heard that. I, you know, honestly, though, I, I think of all, depending on what you have to give up for Brandon Cooks, I, and I don't know his contract off the top of my head. Hopefully, right a now. hot dog and a case of bush lights. Yeah, it's not, uh, there's, there's not, yeah, there's not really a guy 
that you could say that's on the trade market or is available that you would really set like people are talking about DK Metcalf and, and AJ Brown. Uh, those guys are okay, but you're going to end up in the same situation yep. that you yep. just left with Devante. So you're not going to trade all that capital away and get what you were doing for that. And there's no guarantee that they are Devante, right? Within the Packers system. Yep. Uh, then there's the wily old veteran that could be Tyler Lockett. Not interested really in that. We have that set on our, t- on our, on our team, right? Or we could draft a, a, a smaller wide receiver at the end back end of the first round in Jahan Dotson out of Penn state. That is essentially the same player for a lot less money. Um, so to me, I would take a flyer on a free agent in Will Fuller, uh, incentive laden contract that could be worth up to seven, $8 million and, and, and give him the opportunity to earn more or less or whatever. But the, the, he, I can't remember how old he is. I want to see he's 25 or 26. And, and it's not and, 35 or 36. <laughs> just we're off 10 years of John Walker. No. And he's 27. Okay. Turns 28 but still, in, in 10 days. He'll turn 28 in but, 10 days. So happy early okay. birthday, by the way. So I was, I was pretty far off, but still worth the flyer of a guy that maybe you could sign. If he has a great season, you could sign to another two-year contract or three-year contract and not break the bank and not break the future of what, what you, you could do as far as with the salary cap going up. Um, I don't know. We, we, we have discussed Julio Jones. Uh, maybe, you know, he, maybe he's washed. Maybe he's, he's got some life left in him. But I, I don't think there's really a guy, unless you could go and get a guy like Terry McLaurin from. That's exactly the name I was just about to bring up. I was looking yeah, at the contract. That would, if there's anybody that I would attack and see uh, if you could get him out of Washington, that would be the guy. That would be the name that I would go after. The Other than that, the, you know, I'd rather take a flyer on Devin Funches coming back oh. than, than trading, trading the oh. future away uh, for, for AJ Brown that you're going to have to pay $25 million to in a year. I think you ticked off 20 G. He's yeah. ready to go. Tony G is fired up. Devin Funches has caught about the same amount of passes for the last two years as I have in the NFL. Devin, I, I'm with you with the Terry McLaurin. I'd love that. Even Will Fuller, I get what you're saying. I hear you. For what it's worth, the Terry McLaurin would be a $3 million cap hit this year. It's that's a, it's a, a one year rental. That's not, that's not a terrible hit for one year. But again, you're still, he's not a guy that is going to garner $25 million a year on a re-sign. Yeah, right. 100%. And Devin Funches, you're going to sign him to maybe make the roster, fill out the roster at what, $676,000? That's the only reason you bring that back. He already knows the playbook. He fills a different style. He could be Alan Lazard's backup as a blocking wide receiver. Does he know the playbook, or did he just get paid to, to watch Packers football for the last two years? Um, he was pretty good in the preseason. I would. Yeah, I mean, he was. I, I was. I was surprised he didn't make the team. To be honest with you, 
Cub balls. I mean, yeah, we can especially, we can, especially his last preseason game with the Packers. It was. I don't remember what it was, but it felt like it was a seven, eight reception game for closer, not over a hundred yards. I think he's worth the try to bring into camp. Uh, you know, it, maybe I can retract some of my some of my hatred here. Maybe some of my hostility towards Jim Hodges. If they bring him back, yeah, I mean, definitely someone for a depth guy or us. But I'd almost. If that's my option, I'd almost rather see what guys like Amari Rogers would look like, yep. not on the special teams unit, and actually out there catching footballs for Aaron Rodgers. I'd almost like to see what some of these other guys further down the roster would look like instead of paying Devin Punches for another experiment year, two years. That's that's where I would hop off the punches. To be honest, I'm not even really interested in veteran receivers anyways. I don't think there's one in the league right now that's available, but I'd be like, Oh yeah, bring that guy in. I, yeah. I, at this point, I think I'm just let's get some young talent in there. Yep. We'll figure it out. If we need to make a trade down the road, we can. But I don't think Aaron's in on that. But that's that's how I feel about the situation. Yeah, totally agree. I totally agree. Like, you know, you what what are you what are you gonna gain out of really anybody that you bring in that you can't gain with a with a with with a rookie that you're gonna draft, like, and, and draft them high. Now I, I can get the argument if you if you're waiting till the third fourth round to draft guys and fill out the rest of your roster, then I can really understand where that hatred would come from. But you know, I I don't I don't think there there's a problem taking a chance on a guy like Will Fuller or Julio Jones, and hell, may, you know. If, you, if you're really going for it and you're really just selling out for one year, why not A.J. Green? Yeah, I, I personally, I'd probably go, if you're going to bring in a guy, I could make a hell of a case for a guy like Jarvis Landry. I could make, I I love the idea of Terry McLaurin. I don't think it happens just because I, I, you know, we always get disappointed by the Packers with, we have expectations, we have fantasies, they just don't happen. Yeah. But I would love the idea that the contract, like you said, the, the resignability all lend itself to a very nice situation. Um I I you know it's this rock this this rookie class is just so loaded though, where you almost just want to see because I think you could truly get a number one guy out of this draft, a guy who will come in game one. And be your true number one. Now, Alan Lazard's going to have that distinction, just because of his his talents and what he, we've seen over the years. But you know, if they get a guy like Olave, you know, if you get a guy like Dotson, or even um, oh god, what's the the other one I'm thinking of here too? Um, but you know that there's guys out there that could very realistically step in day one. And be immediate impact guys. Drake London was another guy who would be an excellent fit. Oh, um, stepping in day one and just demanding the ball, demanding the attention. Now, will Rogers go to them? You know, we have yet to see that. You know, it's iffy at best, but sometimes with with younger talent and they have to earn the trust, whatnot too. But if they are head and shoulder, he's never had a true receiver. I mean, Devontae eventually became one. 
but he's never had a true rookie young receiver that came in head and shoulders above most of anybody else in the and I would love to see that with one of these younger guys like an Olave, like a London, like a Dotson, and just see what happens. I'm with you. I'm 100% with you. But here's the thing. I want to consider this other portion of Packers' tendencies. Yeah, they don't usually take wide receivers first round this year. The thing that the Packers do that people, I think, are forgetting is that they trade draft picks on draft day a lot. Yeah. I mean, the, I, I would be surprised if they have five picks in the first three rounds, I would be surprised if they picked up all five. I think probably they keep the first two just because they did it in 2019. But then one of the second round picks, I think probably the earlier the two second round picks is going to go, probably the third round is going to go for an extra fourth or fifth just to get that extra offensive line because that's something the Packers do Mm -hmm. from time to time. I think that's part of the tendency that people are forgetting. Yeah, very well could be. And, you know, you talk trades, draft trades, and we're still, you know, almost basically a month out here, but there's really starting, you know, there's, there's steam that's picking up there for trades that can be made from this team, whether they, you know, obviously everybody, you know, the first one you can talk about is those two first rounds. Do you move up and get a guy? I don't think so. I think you can get at 22 what you want. I've seen, you know, trading. I think I saw one trade for a guy like trade one of the second, the late second round pick or the third round pick for like T Y Hilton and see what we can get out of that. I've seen trading, you know, in the third round, trading up and getting a pick for Jordan Love in the second or third round. I've seen that float around. Obviously, this is all speculation. This is all just fan theory. This is no different than sitting speculating what you think the next Game of Thrones or Star Wars episode is going to be like. But it's just fan theories and based on what could happen and what they want to see happen and what's plausible. But Ramsey, you look like you're thinking of something here. <laughs> Ramsey was distracted. That's- <laughs> were you were you were you distracted by what I said or the commercial that was on TV? Yeah, the don't diaper commercial that was just on TV really threw me for a fucking loop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that's probably our, our note to wrap it up here. <laughs> anyway. well, you can't sexualize adult diapers. I'm sorry, <laughs> there's nothing sexy about them. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> that was the thing. Okay. So this funny. show sucks. Yeah, this is, like I said, I think this is our cue to, to wrap it up. The band's playing in the background. Uh, so we wrap it up with what we always do and, and talk about what we're going to be watching and rooting for in the upcoming week. And, uh, you know, obviously, I think my pick is going to be Brewers opening day yeah. um, and baseball kind of just being back to normal as a whole. Um, yeah, I think that's, I mean, I think that's said, said enough there. My pick is also Brewers opening day. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't know. No. <laughs> Aaron, 37 Martinsville this weekend. You think I care about Brewers opening day? You should, but I know you don't. It's uh, Saturday night, I believe. I'm going to make flights at Martinsville. Is it? That's good. Shot race is tomorrow, Nation or Xfinity on Friday. That's nice around Sun or Saturday. There you go. Beautiful. Hopefully, good weather for Justin? And uh, Justin or me? Go, go just, with Tony. No, no, no. Go with the guest. Justin, please. I'm going to steal Tony's. No, <laughs> guys, guys, it's a one time a year event. It's the Masters weekend. Ooh, I'm rooting Masters for the weekend. Masters in the in the in the in the beautiful greens and and Tiger's coming back and Phil got kicked out of the club and a whole bunch of stuff, a whole bunch of storylines. 
I'm picking. I want to know who you guys are going to pick to win this thing. Dustin Johnson is uh, 15 to 1. That probably. is my pick, Dustin Johnson. Ooh. I don't know. Eric? the odds off the top of my head. So I'm, I'm, I, I say this every year, and every year I'm wrong. Jordan Speed. That's where I'm going. Mm. I, I, it's like we've done this before. Or something. It's almost That's like we've done terrible. this before. That's I think terrible. John Rom has the best chance from the odds that I look at. That is who I'm picking. I'm I'm really I gotta say this though, and and I know this is I don't know how popular unpopular ever take this is gonna be in this podcast. The Masters and golf is good when Tiger Woods is good, so I don't think he's gonna win coming off the injury, but I want to see him matter a little bit on Sunday. How you know, incredibly, know, how incredibly remarkable that this dude is playing in top competitive golf in the, in the most prestigious tournament in, in, in golf, 13 months, 14, almost 14 months after crushing his leg. Like what, what he has done to get back is, uh, it's pretty remarkable. I'm going to say this and it's going to sound super ridiculous, but I think golf's going to pass Tiger a little bit. Like I think Tiger's still a super big draw, but I think because of Tiger, golf has been in a better spot. Like I don't think Tiger's career at this point is what drives golf anymore. Oh, absolutely. Um, but I think golf has benefited immensely from Tiger basically changing the way the game's played. For what it's worth, your top odds, John Rahm is 10 to 1, Justin Thomas is 12 to 1, Dustin Johnson is 16 to 1, Cameron Smith 16 to 1, Scott Scheffler. 18 to 1, Brooks Kepa, Kepka, 18 to 1, Rory mm-hmm. McElroy, 20 to 1, Xander Shoffley, 20 to 1, Patrick Cantlay, 20 to 1, Speeth is 20 to 1, uh, Kyle Moriaka, or Moriawa, I don't think I said that right either time, is <laughs> 20 to 1, and Victor Hovland is 20 to 1 as well. Brooks Kepka, fully healthy. Hopefully he's going to have a good turn. Uh, some long shots, Bryson DeChambeau is 28 to 1, uh, Louis Oosthuizen is 40 to 1. Louis Oosthuizen always plays well at the Masters. Tiger is fifty to one. Patrick Reed fifty to one. Adam Scott fifty one. Tony Finau fifty to one. That's a bet. Put your money on that. He's a he's a perennial top twenty at at the Masters every year too. Bubba Watson sixty five to one. Sergio Garcia sixty five to one. How does Tiger Woods have better odds than Bubba Watson? Yeah, he's a two type. You know what I mean? For Christ's (laughs) sakes, are you kidding me? Because it's Tiger Woods. I mean, that's that's oh, just what it is. That's Maybe so terrible. I don't disagree. I'm just saying, like that. That's just it's the reality of the situation. It's it's Tiger Woods. I think he's getting there just on on cachet in the name alone. That people are going to back Tiger. Yeah. Which, like I said, I I do agree with you. I think golf has moved past Tiger, where it doesn't matter if he's there or not. But it's better that he matters. Yeah, and I mean, I think that he still moves the ratings a little bit, but I think that there's been an entire generation now that's kind of grown up post-Tiger's dominance. Well, that's what I was going to say. There's been a whole generation of of golf that hasn't mattered with, or that hasn't had Tiger what's really matter. I mean, you think about how long ago that the fall from grace with the um, – the, the the affair and the still the sexual addiction it really is but the sex addiction the the affair the car the the first car crash the nine iron yeah should God should not be driving when he's under duress 
It's a good point. <laughs> you think there's you think you'd learn? I mean, it's not like you couldn't afford a driver either, you know. Like, yeah, exactly. like someone could be driving this man around me. Giants his own island. Yeah, I mean, he can't pick up any bomber, like at least Uber every yeah. time. That he has to. Like, you don't have to hire like a full time driver, but just you know, call call a taxi, get a lift. Yeah, I don't know, but <laughs> you think so, right? That's for you, Tiger. We just uh solved your problems, everybody. Yep, just just you know, you don't even, like, I mean, whatever. You know, don't obviously never drink and drive. Don't do drugs and drive. But like, just <laughs> when else am I supposed to do drugs? <laughs> right. But like, dude, the dude has no reason to drive at all, let alone on substance or under duress of getting chased the nine iron by your soon-to-be ex-wife. Like, just just call somebody. You know, have a guy on it. staff. Tiger, I'll do it, buddy. Have a guy on staff. You know, I'll be on your staff. I'll drive you wherever you want to go. Yeah, this minute, this episode. Anyway, so yeah, excellent stuff, guys. Tony, thanks for joining us. Hey, yeah, thank you. Show the show. Do thank you for joining. So us. Hey. find you at? Did Tony uh, get to choose his roof for? I I thought he did. I maybe I missed it. Tony, I think I did. Your roof for? I had. Well, um, let's see. Doing a broadcast at St. Norbert College baseball on Saturday, so go, go Green Knight baseball. But if if I'm going to do real real uh, professional sports, I'm with Eric on the baseball. You know, while I'm here, I'm going to say as much oh baseball talk as I can. God. Baseball, baseball, baseball. It's hot stove season in football. Opening day on Thursday. Best time of the year. Tony, you also suck. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. I have. I do. That's the third time. That's the third time. Yep. And as Ramsey said, Ramsey, or as Ramsey said, Tony, <laughs> how can the folks find you? Yeah, well, you find me? Well, um, let's see. Good question. Where can they find me? I have my own website, TonyGNation.com. Uh, there's an entire page to how old Justin is. Uh, jokes. <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, you have to be editing rights on that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, TonyGNation.com is my website. Uh, the Tony G Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Um, at Tony G Nation on Twitter. Tony G Nation. We love it. I'm a big Tony G Nation guy. Yeah. And this just reaffirmed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quick question. Birds at Augusta, are they real or fake? Fake birds. Fake birds. Birds are real. Wow, really? I agree. I think they're piped in from Augusta. What does Justin say? That's probably too uh, advanced for me. You think so? Yeah. Justin also probably believes that birds are are real in nature too. <laughs> All birds are. <laughs> uh, no, Justin, what, what do you think? What do you think about the birds in Augusta? I don't really freaking care about your goddamn birds in Augusta. Are you kidding me right now? What are you guys talking about? I Justin told you. Uh, snakes. Wrap wrap the stupid show up already. <laughs> For Justin, Ramsey, and Tony. Yes, sir. I'm Eric. This is Root for Scott's show. Episode 68 is in the books. We're out. See ya. Bye. Salute. Oh, see you later. Thanks for having me. <laughs>